Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time on the Embrace Church Podcast. This is a podcast where we like to dive into some of our most recent sermons or messages from a weekend and dive into them a little bit more, get some more context, things that were maybe cut for time. We only have so much time on a Sunday, and usually there's something that either the speaker that week had to cut or it's something that maybe, maybe, man, they wish they would have just jumped into more, but they didn't have time for it. So um, that's what we're here today to do. Last week uh, was week three in our Dumb Things Christians Say series. By the way, random shout out and side note, if you go to Embrace or watch online or join us in person, we're finishing up this Dumb Things series um, uh, week four next week. So be sure to join us for that. But we're here to talk about last week and uh, the person who brought the dumb thing, our very own Adam Weber spoke. Hey, Adam. Hey, how's it going? Joining us. And you might have already heard some wind. Um, I think the location is important to shout out. We're sitting outside. (laughs) We're sitting outside. Both of us have very uh, white skin and so we're in the shade outside. Uh, But there's only like five nice days in the entire year in South Dakota. So we're just like, we have to get outside. Yes, we're literally walking, talking about what we're going to talk about. And it's like, hey, should we sit outside? Yes, we should. We Let's should take advantage it. of it. Let's do it. So you may hear some wind like you are now. You're going to hear maybe some sounds. We get a lot of planes that fly over maybe. But I think it's all texture. It just adds to the conversation a little bit. So it's going to be really cool. Um, so Adam, you gave the message last week. Uh, you talked about a dumb thing. But before we jump into that dumb thing and get more context around it, jump into what was cut for time, um, I wanted to ask you, what's a dumb thing you've said? Maybe like a dumb thing... And, and don't get too personal here, but just maybe a dumb thing you've said in your life that you'd be willing to share with us today. I think everybody would just love to know. Yeah, so I, like, I actually talked about it on Sunday, but ironically actually said it on Mother's Day, which was Sunday. Hopefully this is safe. You said not to get too personal, and I'm actually probably doing the opposite. Okay. I'm getting more personal. No, that's fine. Uh, the whole, uh, honey, I'm really, really tired, um, but do you want to do what, whatever, the hippity-dippity? Oh, no. <laughs> so let's just go there and she uh yeah so it's like it is mother's day and she's like talk about a dumb thing to say i'm like oh okay so is that legal on, on this? I, you know i'm scared to open my mouth what i'll say back so. yeah, what is what is your dumb thing let's hear oh dumb man thing. my dumb thing there's so much i really should have put more thought into <laughs> it's nothing compared to yours but maybe there's been a moment or two of that Um, A dumb thing I've said, you know, it's always tricky territory if we're just on the topic of Mother's Day to speak into any aspect of your wife's outfit or anything like that. It's a a dangerous thing. I found there's probably no good saying I've come up with. Nothing. Right? Like, because even the ones where I'm like, man, babe, you just look gorgeous. She's like, you always say that. And I'm like, okay, okay. So next time, let me get more critical. So the next time I tend to get more critical, right? I'm trying to balance it out. Yeah, no, the shoes, you know, the shoes are the issue with this one. And man, that, that is... I won't even tell you where my marriage stands after that conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? She just picked out those <laughs> she shoes just picked and out she the was exi- excited so, about wearing them. Um, I'll just give a shout out to both of our wives. If you're out there right now, just we apologize in general. We're broken. We need Jesus. And um, yeah, we're seeking him every day more and more. <laughs> we need Jesus. <laughs> we need Jesus. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. And uh, again, I hope you fast forwarded through that if you didn't want to hear your pastor Adam talk about the hippity dippity, but he did. <laughs> 
<laughs> we really should have cleared that before our combo. Yeah, I should have should have ran that past you first. <laughs> okay, so week three just happened. Like I said, we covered another dumb thing. What was your dumb thing that you talked about from stage this past week in week three? Yeah, so the phrase in um, this series has been one. I shared it on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, we struggled to keep it to as to four weeks. Yes. There were so many um, different phrases that came about. I'm not sure even who came up with the idea of of this phrase that I that I shared on. But the phrase is, "Did you hear about blank?" We should pray for them. Did you hear about fill in the blank? Did you hear about that person losing their job? Did you hear about that their marriage struggling? Did you hear about their their kids struggling yeah. or their daughter getting pregnant? Did you hear about blank? We should pray for them. And, and that's a phrase I, I shared about this on Sunday, but that's a phrase that at first glance, it seems like a really good thing. It seems yeah. like a really good, godly thing, loving thing to do. But oftentimes when we use the phrase, we don't have the best intentions. And um, I think more often than not, when we use the phrase, we don't have the best intentions. Mm. Instead, uh, we use, uh, in the name of a prayer request, we end up, end up gossiping. And, and so that's, that's really the, the, well, the reason it's a dumb phrase, Christian. I think even hearing that, you probably don't even realize you've done that before. And then hearing that phrase, the way it was put in the message even, was like, whoa, I've done that. Like, even like I think about, it immediately took me back to Sunday school or some earlier like moments where I was taking upon myself to pray in circles of people, maybe later in Sunday school, but it was like, it was like, cool. I want to share that prayer request, but it didn't come from a heart of like me genuinely wanting to reach out to the father and pray and lift up this person and intercede for them or, you know, whatever, and lift them up and help them. It came from a place of like, what topic do I have to share that others can hear in the room and pray for me? Right? It's such oh, like a yeah. messy it, thing. It, it, when, it, when it comes from heart of, I genuinely want to pray for this person. Yeah. And I have already been praying for this person. It's yep. something total, totally different. But oftentimes it's like, gosh, I got this juicy, exciting news that I just want to share. I haven't prayed. And honestly, I probably won't pray for the person. Yes. You won't I, do it in private. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I, I just want to tell just, just people about it. And, and by using yeah. this phrase, it covers up us feeling guilty. Wow. And so we, we say the phrase and we don't even, it kind of bypasses our conscience because it's like, it's a prayer request. How can that possibly be a bad thing? Yes. And so that's why I think it happens even more is because we're able to convince ourselves that we're not gossiping, even though we are. Oh man, that is just, wow. The whole idea on, on what we do outside, right? Cause you go on to say this, even I was re-listening to it today. Like the whole idea of what we do on the outside can be different than our motive on the inside is just a powerful concept to the prayer aspect but to so many parts of our life too, right? Like what you do, what you do that shows on the outside, what is your true inner motive? Like whether that be praying, tithing, serving, groups, getting in a relationship, sitting down for a podcast, you know what I mean? What's the motive? What is the motive of our heart? And um, which is what God, Jesus specifically is after. And so oftentimes... Um, we do it for so many reasons. We do yeah. it to cover up shame. We do it to, to be prideful. Mm. We do it to belittle others and to puff ourselves up. We, we often put on a show, which is what exactly what Jesus you know, challenged. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't put on a mask and try to be someone you're not yeah. when your heart's somewhere else. And so I think that's the temptation uh, for any human being is to put on a persona that is different than the inside, but specifically as a follower of Jesus. That's yeah. the challenge time and time again is like, am I doing this to be seen by others or am I doing it because I I so love God and I so love people that my heart is is, is this and um, uh, uh, that kind of reminds me of something else Henry Cloud always talks 
about our, our intentions and the intentions of others. They're yeah. never like it's not a black and white thing. It's never like oh your motive is a hundred percent pure or your motive is a hundred percent evil. Yeah, kill and destroy or yeah, yeah. bring joy. Yeah, yeah it's oftentimes yeah. really a mix of the two. Oh wow! And so when it comes to this phrase, did you hear about blank? We should pray for them to really like look at our heart to, yeah. to check our motive, which I hope is is something that that happens as a result of Sunday's messages. As we're about to share a prayer request, I'm putting that in quotes, <laughs> like really asking, yeah. am I sharing a prayer request or am I sharing gossip? Wow. Yeah, the, the heart piece is the, I mean, kind of the foundation piece of it all. I think even I was talking with Travis Waltner, uh, our T-Campus pastor this week, and he was talking about, uh, and he was talking about him spending time to pray and he was just talking to God about his week and all these things he hadn't accomplished yet. And Lord, will you help? And he got this check in him, like an in, in, internal check in him where he just stopped and was like, man, right now, God just wants my heart. Like he just wants my heart, not my, not my needs, not my gossip, not my worries, not, not whatever. Like, man, he just wants this to happen, like this relationship to be authentic. And so, man, I'm just going to be quiet right now or whatever that is yes. for him, um, given my heart. So I think that's, that is a huge piece. Um, so the big word that it built up to the beginning part of your message, this ugly word that we don't like to talk, talk about the G word. And, you know, do we, do you know what the G word is? Gossip. There it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Gossip. And so tell me a little bit about the gossip and then your, your kind of main points that you went into in the message. Yeah. So just gossip is, uh, you can define it so many different, different ways. I know Dave Ramsey has, uh, anything that's not beneficial of, of sharing that. Yeah. to someone who can do something about it rather than sharing it. Gossip, I, I really, I tend to think of high school girls sometimes. It's just my, like, <laughs> by locker rooms talking about, <laughs> talking about Chad the drummer or, I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. No, so, so we talked about, uh, we talked about gossip and, yeah. and we said that gossip is something that distances us from another person. It, mm. it actually uh, bring, uh, brings a gap about between us and another person. And yeah. often we use p- gossip to tear another person down or to hurt somebody or um, to make ourselves feel better. There's something about gossip that for a moment, it actually gives you kind of a high mm. of like, gosh, like there's this, this exciting thing. You have this connection between another person when you gossip. Oh, that's good. Um, and so uh, we, we just we just talked about like the, the book of James, it talks about the power of our words and our words have the ability to burn a forest down. Um, our words, when, when not used well, yeah. uh, they're filled with all kinds of wickedness, the book of James says, and, and are filled with hell itself. And so when we use our words in a, in a way that's not life-giving about another person, um, it's gossip. Man, that's that. I literally just thought of this as you were sharing that. Like, it gossip will give you that false feeling of being closer with somebody, that yes. community, right? And the I was just thinking, like, oh, the ironic thing is, like, when I share something privately with someone, I'm getting in deeper community with them, so that in hopes that they would help me, come alongside me, be there with me. But then when I share that gossip, I'm creating that moment of trying to build community with someone else too. I don't know. That's just weird. That came to mind even. Well, it's so, it's so true. And, and, um, anytime you share something that is maybe some, a secret, um, or, in uh, with another person, there's yeah. an, there's a bond, there's a connection. Yes, that's the word. And that's why there's certain things. It's like, gosh, that should really only be talked about like between you and your wife or yeah. you and a close friend. And so it can be a positive thing mm-hmm. of like, man, you and me are brothers. And so yeah. there's things I'd share with you that I wouldn't share with someone else. Yeah. But I think, uh, something we also have to watch out for is, are are we connecting with another person over a negative thing, yeah. and, and that that's that often can lead wow. to an affair. 
it's like, gosh, we have this emotional attachment between, you know, maybe two coworkers that's yeah. not right. And, and, and the same is true with gossip. Is It's a negative connection. And so one of the things that I have even often wondered, like, do I have any relationships where it's purely based off something negative? Wow. It's like you and I both are upset with that person, and so we're closer. We both dislike that. That's I, the foundation of your yeah, relationship. Yeah. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to be connected through a negative thing. Instead, wow. I want to be connected. What am I for? I'm, I'm for loving Jesus. I'm for loving people. I'm for helping others. Yeah. Like, like that's what I want to be the foundation of our relationship. Wow. And so I think that's something that even challenges me again. Is there, is, do I have any friendships, relationships that it's actually a negative thing? And, and oftentimes wow. in the church and as followers of Jesus, it's, it's gossip. It's a negative thing, man. What were, so going into the message, you had a couple main points there. And, and so I want to kind of dive into a couple of those just to expand them a little. Uh, one of the things you said was we're not with the person we're talking about them. Like when we're gossiping, like, wow, being with someone is way different than being there for someone. And what we do, uh, what we need to do as you went on and said is be there for people, not just with them. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. Yeah, when we use this phrase, um, did you hear about blank? We should pray for them. Yep. Just even in the wording of that phrase, it's clear that we're actually not in the presence <laughs> of that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're just, that would be really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about? Did you hear about Jason? We should pray for him. Like, he's dude, right we're on the beside podcast you. Right yeah, now. he's right here. Yeah. And and so I just even physically, we're not near the person. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes, relationally, we're not with them either. Mm-hmm. If we were, we wouldn't share it. If it was was gossip in that moment because it's like man that's my friend that's my brother you're talking about that's that's my relative like i don't want that shared jesus on the other hand was always with people Mm -hmm. he was always with people um again gossip distances us it keeps a distance Jesus was always close to the person who was broken, close to the person yeah. who had made a mistake that others were gossiping about. He was close to the person at the center of the mess. He was always yeah. with that person. Instead of he, he didn't talk about them, he was with them. And yeah. that's, that's a big difference. That's a big picture. Like the woman caught in adultery, right? And you go on to talk about like, stand with them, don't throw stones at them. Because the first thing Pharisees wanted to do with the woman in adultery cast that first stone right yes. throw throw people throw stones and and she deserves it when jesus said no i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna throw a stone at her yeah you know I mean? and what i love about that story is uh they were actually right in grabbing stones <laughs> um because that's what the the law at that time yeah. if you were caught in adultery you deserve death um i've always am fascinated when someone else screws up we want justice when we screw up we beg for grace oh man when, like, yeah. when we screw, when someone else hurts us, justice, the full extent of the law, like everything you can possibly do. And I actually have the right to grab this stone and kill you. Yeah. Jesus, though, grace. I'm standing with the person. Oh. I, I'm not signing off on their sin. I'm not saying what she did. This affair was was not was was okay. Yeah. Jesus doesn't say that. He tells her actually to go and sin no more. To her, he tells us. Yeah, says that he doesn't announce it to the crowd. Now go and sin no more. <laughs> he says to the lady intimately after yeah, everybody's right walked away. Hey, I don't condemn. No one's condemned you. I don't either. Can no, you imagine like sin no more? That's that's great. Can you imagine like what? I mean, if I were in Jesus' shoes, I would have felt like the outsider in that moment, right? Yes. Being with her and saying, go and sin, sin no more. Because the people that nobody was arguing with were the people with all the stones, getting ready to cast a stone. Justice, justice. You know, I agree with you. Yeah, justice. You know, like, I, I 
come to mind like man those comment threads where it's just like yes justice this person shouldn't be doing this yeah i agree with you like oh, there's yeah, community yeah, in that yeah. can you can you believe he had that affair can yeah. you believe well of course I he struggled. Do that. he's struggling yeah. with drinking because he's been partying his entire life and so he deserves this like i'm so glad again when it's somebody else we yeah. want gr- we want justice when it's us it's grace and that's so true oftentimes being like jesus it, it, it will set us apart, not in a good way. It'll be hard. It'll feel hard, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you will become an outsider um, instead of an insider. When you try, uh, you said it perfectly, yeah. the crowd never got challenged by anybody yeah. except Jesus. Yeah. And then it's all of a sudden like, gosh, that party sure died. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just me and this lady who's just made this huge mistake. Where did all our friends go? Where yeah. did all the church people go? That's hard. And that that's a hard thing yeah. to live out. It's messy when we begin to live like Jesus and love people like Jesus. Yeah. Wow. That's good. So the next the next thing you talked about was, are you being helpful or hurtful? Or, yeah, hurtful or helpful. I can't remember. I was like, yeah, yeah. which way did you do it? Yeah. Tell no, me about that. That when, was great. When we, uh, yeah, we're, we're oftentimes, when we use this phrase, we're being hurtful, not helpful. And and what that, what that basically means is, again, talking about what we mentioned, when we use uh, a prayer request to cover up gossip, we are hurting yeah. the uh, the other person. This is like a question we should ask ourselves, right? Yeah. Like, am I helping this person or am I being hurtful towards them? Yes. By, by sharing this, am I truly being helpful yeah. or am I being hurtful? And I, I, th- I think we, uh, back to, you know, Jesus having stronger words for someone who's committed adultery or someone who's committed ha- has gossip yeah. rather than adultery. I, I, for some reason, I think when it comes to our words, we don't think they have much power. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not really going to hurt the person. When, and we totally forget when someone else has used words against us, it's destroyed us. Cuts to the core. Yeah. It's destroyed yep. us. And oftentimes it, it hurts our reputation. Uh, I've, I've known of people who have lost their jobs over go- like gossip. Like wow. It really does destroy. And so when we begin to realize, am I being hurtful, not helpful? I, I think... I, I think that's an important question to wrestle with. Wow. Um, Jesus would say, obviously, be be helpful, not hurtful. Well, what, be helpful, not hurtful. That scripture you shared even around that topic, that scripture from James, where the power in our words, like me re-listening to it, I was like, there is so much in that passage. There's so much in that scripture that is convicting. There's so much in it that's like life-giving. That's like, because as much as your words can hurt, they can help. They can be a light to people. But then, man, there is this depth where it is literally like a sword. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. There's so much in that scripture and I don't even think you had time to dive into all of it. No, that, that could have been the entire focus. Even, yeah. even, uh, James says our words are filled with poison. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I, when we actually begin to picture what is being said by God there, it's, yeah. it's crazy to think about the power of our words. And, and, and again, when you, we begin to look at our own life though, we think about words that gave us life. I, I went into ministry because a person spoke life into me. Yeah. Um, I, I was shaped in so many ways using gifts because someone spoke life into me. Yeah. And on the, on the flip side of it, there's certain words that I will remember my entire life that were hurtful. And so that, that analogy that's in James, it's like, oh, that's just a metaphor and a picture. It's like, no, actually, that's been true in my life. Wow. And it's been true within my own soul kind of a, a side question based off that like and I, I think all of our listeners have dealt with this in some way I mean we're human getting those helpful words and getting those hurtful words in your life from people that are probably closest to you that you thought or maybe they're far away but it still hurts the loudest one of those two is are the hurtful things like those are the loudest things you carry what are some ways that you've um, 
overcome that? Like, how do you make the helpful stand out longer? How do you let go of the hurtful words? It's hard. I I saw a quote. I don't even know where I saw it, but um, Mariah Carey uh, was Mm. talking about how one criticism will outweigh a thousand um, compliments yeah, and how, and how the one criticism, criticism can, can impact her so much. I, I think for my, myself, there's been a few different ways um, that I've been able to overcome and really focus on what I should and what I shouldn't. Yeah. I think first off, listen to the words of God more yep. than anybody else's words, constantly filling ourselves with God's promises and his truth and what he said about us okay. is something that is, is huge. It's like, okay, I'm hearing these lies from others and I'm hearing these lies, even that I tell myself that the world tells me all this kind of thing am i filling myself with truth am i filling with things that he's said i can stand upon we're made in the image of god if we if we have christ we're his sons we're his daughters and sometimes that takes literally repeating that phrase or that scripture over and over Over. writing it on on your doors right post-it notes in your house like just constantly right constantly over and over again and then i think the other thing is really considering the source like, where are those words coming from? Is that a person that I want my life to look more like layers? Is that a person that I would go to for advice yeah. on this specific topic, whatever it might be? If the answer is no, gosh, that's probably not the best voice to be listening to. Really no, good. I don't want a heart that looks like yours. Yeah. I don't want to end where you are. I want to end where this person is, my dad. I want to be more like my dad. I want to be more like my one friend. Um, I want to wow. be more like my, my seminary professor. Those are people that I want to be like yeah. um, because, gosh, they've lived a good life that's pleasing to God. They have joy and peace in their life. I want to listen to them every single yeah. time. And so when they speak a word uh, that is that is critical out of love, it that those are the words that I'm like, I want to listen Hold to, on to those. Yeah. yeah. If it's a person that I wouldn't run to for advice, it's like, why am I listening to their, to their criticism? Yeah. I think there's obviously the importance of hearing everybody and really trying to filter that. But oftentimes it's like we, we listen, we give the microphone of our life to people that we would never seek advice from. Man, and just because good. they're the loudest, we listen to them and it's like, no, I, I actually do not want to end up like this person at all. Yeah. Instead, I want to become like my dad. He's got a heart of humility. He's got so much joy in the midst of a season, physical pain. It's like, I want to wow. listen to him. Um, again, first and foremost, God. But I think I think we need to realize who are we looking at for advice. Yeah. I, uh, um, I, I, the, the, the person who's never played a football game talking about football, I'm not going to listen to him. <laughs> and yet so often we do that in our yeah. area of parenting. We do it as pastors. It's like person like, we do it as leaders. We do it yeah. as, as spouses. It's like, no, I actually don't want to become like you in this area. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to listen to people who are just have had so much success. And I'm putting the word, word success in quotes. Yeah. I want to be more like them. Man. I, uh, yeah, even for me, I, that, that I'm a, I a hundred percent agree with like we in our, some of our, my roughest seasons, like I've literally wrote scriptures on like sticky notes on our fridge and on the mirror in the bathroom or sayings that I know I've even screenshot and I'll, I'll show this here. Like you've said, encouraging life, giving things to me even personally. And it's like, or, and I've even had other mentors and people do that. Like I screenshot that, save that. And in those moments, like you go back to those things, you're like, no, this person knows me. They know my heart. And this is what they say about me, man. That's true. 
That's like, true. That's true. I want to hold on to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just even finding those people in your life who, like you said, like you trust them, you know that they know you well and what they say is true. Hold on to those things and even reach out to that person in those seasons yep. of like, I'm having this said about me or this, you want to get coffee. And in those seasons, you kind of find out who your true friends and stuff are too. So. You really can. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that's so beneficial. And I think, I think specifically the one thing I'd encourage us is to memorize scripture. Yeah. Just to have, um, whether it's a promise about who we are in Christ or something, uh, um, just a word of truth that we can hold on to. Mm. I think it, it, that's something I haven't done for a while until, the, until recently, the last few months. Yeah. And I've noticed how much my mindset has changed when I'm truly living in God's truth. That's good. We, we kind of talked about that a lot. What was it? A couple series ago with our Anxious and Afraid series, which you can listen to that at imbrace.com backslash attack. We have a bunch of resources there. Um, but one of, the, one of the ways to fight back on anxiety, which is also a way to fight back on your identity, right? Because your anxiety ties to your identity is what we learned in that series too, was to memorize scripture, cast, like say it, repeat it over and over as truth over you. And I think even in that series is where I learned to literally write it on things in my house so I could repeat it and see it every day. That's so good. Um, which is really cool. Awesome. Awesome, man. This is incredible stuff. It's well, I, so just, good. I love this <laughs> ability. Uh, we shared it at all staff. Yeah. We were talking about the next upcoming series and I told our, our staff, I'm like, Go and listen to these episodes. Yeah. Uh, what, what Brian shared last week um, was just so cool to hear him flesh out some different yeah. things. Uh, every single every single week, so we have a team that pours into the message. Yep. There are so many things that get cut, so many things that get left out, so many things that maybe are mentioned but can't be mentioned more in depth. Yeah. And I, I just think this is, is fantastic. Oh, I love it. Thanks for sitting down even today. Again, there's one more thing, a couple more things I want to dive into um, if you got the time. I mean, the oh, weather's yeah. beautiful. It is perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> All right, so um, the what you got to at the end of your message was, was okay, so this phrase is dumb, right? We've labeled it in the series, obviously, as dumb. And by dumb, we mean, man, this is something we probably shouldn't be saying, and here's why it's bad. What uh, The way we've been ending every message in the series is like, okay, then what should I say? What should I do? Like, if I, if I stop saying that, there's got to be something that replaces it. What do, what's the right thing to do, Adam or whoever's speaking? So talk a little bit about what was the flip on this dumb thing, and what should we be doing going forward? Yeah, so again, the phrase was, did you hear about blank? We should pray for them. God, he wants us to turn this phrase upside down. And instead of saying that phrase, he wants us to say, I'm here. Can I pray for you? Mm. Actually approaching the person who has made a mistake, the person who's maybe at the center of the gossip, instead of, again, did you hear about blank? We should pray for them. I'm here. It means you're talking with the person. You're standing with the person. How can I pray for you? At your lowest moment, when everyone else is maybe walking out of your life, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I still love you. I'm for you. I I maybe don't condone your actions, but I still care about you. I know who you are. This doesn't define your life. I'm here. Can I pray for you? And, And more than just praying, can I help you? Is there anything I can do to come alongside you? Can I watch your kids? Can I give you a date night? Can I help pay for a counselor? Do you need it to, to know who a counselor is? Can I help you move? Wow. Can I yeah. can I help you out of this situation? Can I yeah. can I be a, a accountability person in your life? I'm here. Can I I pray for you? Wow. Being the, yeah, and I think that whole thing which you talked about earlier, like sitting and being with that person is so much more powerful than saying you know, I'm going to pray for you or lifting that prayer request up. Like, no, I'm going to sit with you in this mess, no matter what, no matter who disagrees with it, because you know, I'm, I love you. I'm here for you. I think that's powerful. 
And I, I, we mentioned it's probably the one thing that I wanted to dig deeper into that I couldn't yeah. have a t- chance to, to really hit just the time to do so yeah. was that phrase is sometimes really difficult to stand by someone who's made a mistake oh, might sure. impact your reputation. That's good. It might make others judge you. It, it, like it's, it's just messy. Like it, you almost want to like, no, just because I'm hanging out with this person doesn't like you want to start justifying yeah. being with that person. You don't need to justify Get a anything. t-shirt that says I'm with stupid. Yeah, just so yeah, people yeah. know. Like, yeah. Well, it's just like you, there's <laughs> no. all these things that you all of a sudden want to explain what sure. will they think. What will they think? Do you think that they, will they think that I'm a part of it? No. Like, Jesus doesn't give it all that. He said he's just like, no, just be with the person Man. and help them. Yeah. And that's hard when we're in um, kind of management of our persona and our reputation. Yeah. When we start following Jesus, that's going to get dinged a bunch of times. <laughs> and so it's like, no, just I'm here. Whether it's, it's good for me or not, I'm here. How can I help you? Um, that's really the part. And I, I think... Oftentimes with this series, I think it'd be easy to say, gosh, I wish it was deeper. I wish it was more rich. Yeah. Living this out is the depth. That's the richness. That is yeah. the richness. That wow. is the becoming more like Jesus. That is the discipleship piece. It's yeah. the discipleship piece is not memorizing the verse or the like, like whole chapter. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm going to no, know, like when someone makes a mistake, when everyone else walks out, the discipleship piece is us walking in sitting with that person. Yep. The discipleship yeah. piece is someone else gossiping about us because we're staying in with someone and we find our identity in Christ. Oh, that's the gossip. That's, that's it. That's the, that's the depth part. So like, good. Like the, the depth part is like, man, my, everyone else is saying this. I'm going to go hard, this hard conversation. I'm going to approach them. I'm going to love them. Oh. That's the discipleship piece. That's becoming more like Jesus, not memorizing. Like what's the Greek word for that? That's all awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. I, I love that each week. Yep. Uh, and when I preach a message, kind of the key text, I'm, I'm find out like what is the deeper oh, Greek understanding of this verse mean? I love that. That's the geek out oh, part. Oh yeah. Me. Well even like months before a series we sit oh. down in a room with pastors and we just like rip scripture like yeah. down to its core. Yeah like, like what, what is this trying what to say? What does this really mean? You know what I mean? But like that isn't <laughs> you know that wouldn't relate to a lot of people on a Sunday morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah that's not the discipleship piece. Yeah. The discipleship piece is living it out. Yeah. And so I think wow. that wrestling with stuff is so valuable. It's so enriching. Yeah. But really, when we become more like Jesus is when when we hear a message on Sunday and we live it out on Monday with someone that makes a really bad mistake. And even even if it feels small, right? Even if it feels small to stick around with that person, talk to them, or whatever comes out of a message seems like a really small thing. Like, read that scripture this week or do this one step this week. Like, it is, you are currently right now a combination of all the small steps that you've taken, not the big strides. Right, and so we tend to mix that up. So I, that even comes to mind with the gossip or changing the way I pray for someone or having more intentional conversations. Those all seem like small things that maybe not a lot of people will see, or if they do see them, they'll judge me in a weird way. But if I know I'm doing that out of a right heart, it's a small step that God's going to honor, and those small steps are what make me who I am today. So that's it's, just that's, like 
Yeah, that's, that's powerful. That's so good. We one of the things I think is um, also that I just want to mention yeah. is um, so can we never share a prayer request? Oh, yeah. like, I, I think that's a part of it. And we we kind of talked about some basic um, practical tools and just things to consider. Yeah. Um, you know, have I actually prayed for the person that I'm sharing a prayer request for? Yeah. That was just kind of a filter to use. Um, just asking the person if it's a negative thing, like, hey, would you mind if I share this with a couple of brothers yes. because I. I know you're struggling with alcohol and we just want to pray for you for self-control. That's a, that's another great filter. Um, but again, the discipleship piece, this is maybe a discipleship pieces. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's always so hard for me, but when gossip comes our way or a prayer request comes our way, being the person who kind of challenges it. Sure. Wow. And, and like that yeah. might, that might be the, gosh, I, like, I really want to go deeper that this is the deep part. Uh, when that comes our way, Hey man, I just don't feel right about this. Yeah. Like this just kind of feels like, gossip and not a prayer request wow that is maybe that baby step which when you say it man it just like it the people pleaser me is like i know you ever i literally went back in my shell a little bit yeah Yeah. i was like that that is maybe the step that god was challenging us with this week of like man that's that's gosh that's the deep it's like that's really really hard that's wow. actually living it out. Well, yeah, and if you haven't already, we do, like you said, we do dive into a lot of like, okay, well, if I can't do a prayer request like that, what does it look like? We dive into a lot of those practical things, so please check out the message It's the and subscribe to the podcast. It was the podcast right before this one, um, and then even you can check it out, imembrace.com. Before we leave even today, again, thank you so much for like even uh, sitting down. Oh, this is great. Man, I just, I'm so thankful for you and just our whole teaching team and all of our pastors. Just honor them and so thankful for, for what God's doing and these messages. Um, but before that, we've talked about a lot today, and there's a lot in the message that is just so, so rich and so good. So much truth there. What would be, um, before we sign off here today, what would be one helpful, practical takeaway for someone listening to this mes- to this podcast or the message um, from this past week? What would be maybe one thing that you would hope that they would take away? It's probably it's probably two different things. Okay, I said one, but yeah, it's fine. One for each group of people. Part A, part B. Yeah, part A, part B. So the person who um, is is not being gossiped about currently or hasn't been gossiped about, I, I think for for that person, the challenge is stand with people, don't talk about them. I mean, it's just don't talk about about people. Stand with them. I think that would be the takeaway of stand with people. Stand with people. Mm-hmm. Um, even this week, I've had an opportunity with a couple different situations. Uh, it could have potentially hurt my reputation somehow. But I was like, gosh, no, I want to stand with that person wow. in this low moment when they've made a really bad decision. I want to stand. I want to stand with people. Don't talk about them. I think that would be the challenge. Whether it's a close friend that's made a mistake or maybe a complete stranger, yeah. the closer you get to the person, the more you're praying for them, the harder it is to talk about them. That's good. Even someone who's really, really hurt you, hurt you, when you begin to hear their story and like, man, they're a human being who made a mistake. That's it. Yeah. Like they're, they're a human being who made an action out of insecurity. They, they did this thing uh, like from past hurt. When you begin to understand more of their story, it's like, gosh, in the same circumstance, I might've done the same thing. Sure. So I think, I think that would be part of the challenge. Stand with people. Don't talk about them. The flip side of that is true. Um, the flip side of that is for the person who's been gossiped about the person who feels like the church has grabbed stones, the, the response. Mm -hmm. And I, and it didn't surprise me. I had so many people come up to me on Sunday and also throughout the week say that was me. Like I've had Christians talk about me. I've had Christians gossip about me 
or totally walk out on my life, uh, walk out on me because of a decision I made because of something that happened. And to that person, I just want to say that I'm so sorry. And also just to let you know, like God is close to the brokenhearted. He is close to the, he always makes the outsider, the insider. Yeah. And, and Jesus at our lowest moments, he's, he's there. I was able to encourage me in this week in our darkest moments, our darkest valleys, God is always with us. And so I just want you to hear that. Um, Jesus, he understands what it means to be gossiped about. They, they gossiped about him and they ended up killing him. Yeah. Um, they were trying to get him arrested. Jesus so knows that. Uh, I've experienced that. I know that as well. There's few things that hurt more. And so I just want, want you to hear, I'm so sorry. And God, he wants to heal that part of you. And maybe he will end up using that hurt for good. Yeah. He'll end up using that hurt as a way to connect with other people who have maybe felt like outsiders in the church. Yeah. And if you're walking through that right now, no, like that is so strong. Like know that you don't have sometimes the perspective to zoom out of why is this happening to me, this gossip happening to me, or why am I being this way and gossiping towards others? But uh, God is with you in that, and God will always be with you. And sometimes it just takes some perspective. So, man, thank you so much for joining like us today, talking on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening here today. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, it's been such a great convo. Sorry about all the wind, but man, it is just so beautiful outside. I just, uh, yeah. How's your sun? How's your skin? How's your yeah, sunburn? Just, just, yeah, I was gonna say sun. <laughs> tan but that would not have been true well, Just, we're, we're trying to get as much shade as we can and we so. are we're sitting under a tree in the winds book and i will say i did want to say this at the beginning you uh you mentioned that we're both you know fair-skinned guys pretty white pretty white but uh, i do have freckles and i don't think you really do so i am darker than you i think i technically. got a couple of freckles, oh, okay. a couple just a few <laughs> they're not age spots they're freckles <laughs> I, no, I'm kidding. Exactly. We, okay now i'm just getting off the rails man thanks so much for listening um again we would love if you would join us uh in person any weekend or online imembrace.com you can learn more about all of our locations and join us uh, even on Sunday live um, if you like to too make sure to subscribe to the podcast thanks so much for joining us and have a great week